0: Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron. So thankful you're here with us on this episode of Biblical Archaeology Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Steve Waldron, Albany, Georgia. And we're looking at different ancient Near Eastern law codes every so often. And we're in the laws of Ushana. And so let's take a look at this. I'm just gonna read just a little bit from Wikipedia on this. There's obviously tomes written on this particular subject. So the laws of Ushana are described on two cuneiform tablets discovered in Tel Abu Harma, Baghdad, Iraq. The Iraqi Directorate of Antiquities, headed by Taha Bakir, and there are two parallel sets of tablets. In 1945 and 1947, the two tablets are separate copies of an older source and date back to 1930 BC. So this would be the time of Moses, excuse me, Abraham, and uh, getting towards Isaac and Ishmael. The differences between the Code of Hammurabi and the laws of Ushana significantly contributed to illuminating the development of ancient and cuneiform law. Ushana was north of Ur on the Tigris River, and Ur has its own law code as well. It became politically important after the fall of the third dynasty of Ur, founded by Ur-Nammu. So let's take a look at what is in here. So often there's a conditional sentence, if A, then B, if you do this, then this happens, kind of like Psalm 37. That's the case in other Mesopotamian laws. I know Hammurabi has that. And so it's an attribute of this codification. In 23 paragraphs, it appears in the form of summa awillam, if a man... After the disposition, a precise sanction follows. If a man bit and severed the nose of a man, one mine of silver he shall weigh out. And that's kind of the punishment in this whole, the uh, laws of Ishushana is giving silver. No matter what you do, you just pay money. So the laws clearly show signs of social stratification, mainly focusing on two different classes, the muskanim and the awiliyim the audience of the laws of Ushan is more extensive than in the case of the earlier cuneiform codifications. Awilam are free men and women. Mar Awilam and Mar Marat Awilam. Muskanim, the wife, is Asatam. Son is Maru. Slaves of both sexes, male Wardam and female amtum. Which are not only objects of laws in classical slavery and delects where the victims were slaves have been sanctioned, and other class designations as herbarum, apurum, mudum that are not yet quite underst- ascertained what those mean. So you can divide the offenses of laws in Ushana into five groups. And so there's theft and related. Offenses, that's the first group. False distraint is the second uh, group, and distraint is the seizure of someone's property in order to pay uh, to obtain payment or rent or other monies owed. Third is sexual offenses, fourth is bodily injuries, and fifth is damages caused by goring ox in comparable cases. The majority of these offenses were penalized with pecuniary fines and amount of silver. Some serious offenses, such as burglary, murder, and sexual offenses, were penalized with death. Seems like the capital punishment was avoidable in contrast with the Code of Hammurabi because of the standard formulation. It is a case of life. He shall die. So... You can immediately see parallels with the law of Moses. And, you know, God makes this big deal in the Bible that his laws are better than uh, the laws of the surrounding ancient Near East. And any objective look would show a lot of similarities, but just some higher law found in Scripture. I want to say thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow and uh, share with your friends, family, church family. We want everybody to hop on board, and we can't do without you. Keep praying for the ministry. We want everybody to know the Bible is absolutely true. God bless you. We love you. I'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.